0: Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned.
1: Welcome to Max Mike Movies. Each week we discuss a movie one of us hasn't previously seen, but the other one has. Might be a favorite film, a controversial film, or one we can't believe the other Max hasn't watched. We'll go over the plot of the film in our show portion, Go back and forth over the film's merits, points, and details in lowdown, and finish up with the roundup where we decide if the film was worth seeing, if it's still worth seeing, and if it's worth seeing a second time. Max. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Mike. This is Max. No, this is Max. No, no, no. This is Max. I'm pretty sure this is Max. Wait, wait. This is Mike Loose, and that is Max. Max Levine. What? Oh, there we go. Yes. Okay. Now, so now we worked that out. We worked that out. This week we're talking about a um, probably a very lesser-known film, a uh, something that's that, that's outside our usual purview because it's a documentary, sort of. Oh, uh, uh, that that's we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. It is in, it is a documentary. I will say it's a documentary. It's just not obvious at first what's it a documentary about. Mm. The film is called Exit to the Gift Shop, and it is ostensibly by the unknown or should say, the identity-unknown British graffiti artist, Banksy. It is also potentially by this guy named Terry, but it's hard to say who's it, who it's about. Uh, we're going to slide right into our show portion.
0: The show.
1: Right, now we've slid into it. I hope that didn't hurt too much. Max, are you S- all right? Slight blistering, but not too bad. So this movie is... Mm. A documentary, kind of. Sorry, right, here's what happened. There is a, a, a French immigrant who lives in Los Angeles who just films everything for no particular reason.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm amazed he didn't get punched in the face on a daily basis, probably by his wife. Well, we don't know he didn't. But yeah. anyway, so here's a gentleman who had this odd fetish for filming all the time.
1: He didn't have any particular subject matter, but he just liked to film. Turned out unbeknownst to him until that point, one of his cousins was actually a very world-famous graffiti artist, an underground one who didn't um, have anything in galleries or anything like that, and who had a secret identity and went by the name Space Invader. Once he found this out, he thought, hey, I'm going to go film this guy. Well, that was sort of a gateway drug, and Hmm. Terry ended up filming not only him putting stuff up and helping him, but then he got the ins to the graffiti world, as it were. And this was back in a time when none of this was being documented or otherwise recorded mostly because they didn't want to be arrested from there eventually he found out all the names or at least all the identities of the major players in the underground graffiti world but there was one who eluded him and that was banksy banksy doesn't let anybody know who he is and he doesn't talk to anybody but somehow eventually this guy terry gets the inn and meets banksy and he gets to film banksy and he, it's under the idea that he is making this documentary about underground street graffiti art. Well, as it turns out, all Terry has been doing is filming. He doesn't really have a narrative as it, as it is. And finally, Banksy presses him and says, hey, this is really big right now. You should finish the film. And so Terry sits down and edits it, only to make something that was apparently unwatchable. Yeah, they show a few
0: clips of it, and wow.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> At that point, Banksy says, um... Hey, mate, why don't you just give me the tapes and go off and... uh, I know, why don't you go be an artist? Hmm. Terry, taking this to heart, perhaps more than Banksy actually met it, does exactly that. And Banksy takes all of the footage and basically makes a film about Terry, whom he thinks is far more interesting than himself. So while it is meant to be a documentary about underground and graffiti art, and it is partially that... It's more a documentary about somebody making a documentary about underground art. Along the way, it's still kind of about underground art. But it's also about the art world. Would you say that kind of
0: sums it up, Max? As best as anything can, yeah. I mean, this thing was fascinating. But it's also, it's very hard to categorize. I saw one comment that referred to it as a prankumentary. Like the whole thing was a joke.
1: Yes, and that's actually, as we slide harder into trivia, smacking Ow. it upside down. head. Uh, so, oh, sorry about that. Um, that is, in fact, one of the things that popped up. There was a lot of critical backlash, or I shouldn't say a lot, but there was definitely a measurable bit of critical backlash that this whole thing was just something that Banksy made up, hmm. and that Shepard Fairey, who was one of the other well-known artists in here, was part of it and that Terry was somebody that was a dupe, that they either tricked into doing this or was part of the whole thing. Hmm. If you ask anybody who had anything to do with the film, they vehemently argue, no, this was not a prank. And in fact, some of the people that were were part of putting it together are really sick of people saying that. It's like, no, it was funny at first, but no, it really is not a prank. It's exactly what it is.
0: Okay, well, what other interesting bits, tidbits do you have for us about this?
1: So when Banksy got a hold of the tapes, and I'm assuming he only got a hold of the tapes that had to do with making the art, or filming the artist doing the art, there was over 10,000 hours of footage. yeah, Yeah, and the film itself is about an hour and 25 minutes long, so <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a big ratio right there. Um, it was very well reviewed and received by viewers and critics alike, so its average rating is actually 8.1 out of 10. Hmm. Which is pretty good, especially for a documentary. Yeah. All of the street artists depicted are real. Mm-hmm. Um, Shepard Fairey, whom I mentioned, is arguably the second most famous after Banksy. He's probably best well known for that obey. I'm sorry for well his obey campaign, which involves the image of Andre the Giant with on over the word obey, but probably more so for his um, campaign posters of Obama with the word hope. And yeah, well, he got. That-
0: That threw me. I did not know a street artist created that.
1: Yes, he did. And he got into trouble because he basically appropriated an API photo of Obama to make that poster. Oops. But Well, that's part of how a lot of those folks make art. And so it probably didn't occur to him that this was a problem or it occurred to him (laughs) him and he was like, meh, what do I care? Space Invader is also real. I had actually read a lot about Space Invader. He's, he's very different in that he uses tiles. He uses ceramic tiles that he makes into the hmm. shapes of characters, or I shouldn't say characters, but the little spaceships from the original game Space Invader so that they're very pixely. But he also mm-hmm. has done Pac-Man and other stuff like that. Hmm. And he has, in fact, put those things up all over the world. Ah. The new movie
0: was actually nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, that's right, best documentary, right?
1: Yep, it did not win. People were wondering would Banksy show up if he was actually going to be nominated <laughs> or win.
0: And even I assume he would have sent like a brightly painted armadillo up on stage to accept the award for him. <laughs> well, even he apparently wasn't sure. Uh
1: his comment was the last naked man painted gold in my living room was me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It didn't cause... win. I didn't I didn't notice what did win, but well, you want, I know it won a BAFTA award. Oh, did it? I didn't see yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There was actually not a lot of trivia to find about this film, strangely enough. Um, Banksy is from Britain, but his identity remains unknown, although there's a couple of really good guesses. Um, mm. He's never been, as a person, or as Banksy arrested, to the best of anyone's knowledge. There's also some um, speculation that he's actually a group of seven people, huh. s- some of whom are... Uh, there was, I forget which band it was, but one of the one of the there was a band and they said, "Oh, the lead singer's Banksy." And It's like, wait, what? <laughs> huh. So, yeah, probably not. One of the things that is controversial about Banksy is that one of the shows he did had an elephant in it, and the elephant was painted. And the whole point of the elephant was that he wanted people to literally talk about the elephant in the room, which uh-huh. was um, political at the time. But there was actually an elephant, and of course. Um, various animal rights activists protested this But as it turns out, the elephant was a Hollywood elephant Like it had been in many movies and films And apparently had been in makeup many times And according to the, the trainer and the owner Not only did the uh, ASPCA oversee it But the, the elephant was like, eh, I've been here <laughs>
0: so, so this was not just an elephant, it was a professional elephant It was a professional ele- elephant
1: ah. So there you go, that's what I have for trivia Wow
0: yeah. So, this
1: is going to slide us... I'm sorry, we're not going to stop sliding, because the sliding is starting to hurt.
0: And it's starting to chafe.
1: <laughs> Get some lotion or powder. Mm. Uh, we're going to run headlong right into our lowdown portion. Mm-hmm.
0: The lowdown. All right. Okay. So, Max, you mm. had not seen this. Now, obviously, I you'd heard of it, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have any... legendary, but... Uh... I, it was one of those movies I kept wanting to see and just never got around to, so I'm glad I got the chance. So what preconceived notions, if any, did you have? Uh, honestly, I thought it was going to be much more of a straight-up documentary. I thought it was going to be much more of a focus on Banksy. Yeah. It didn't occur to me that it was going to be focused on this French nobody, Thierry, whatever his last name I was. I, it began with a G, that's all I remember. Yeah. About. So yeah. That, that really surprised me. So what do you or what did you know about Banksy coming into this film? Uh, bits and pieces. I mean, I knew who he was. Uh, he, you uh, know who he the, is. But no, no, and I'm certainly not him.
1: So, well, you know, just, I've never just a, seen... just a
0: coincidence. I mean, Boston is only you know six hours from London, so. I've never <laughs> seen you and Banksy photographed together. So maybe, maybe. So the movie, the movie, ha ha ha. <clears throat> Yeah, I had, I had heard of I, who was it? there was some awards show I remember might even have been No, it wasn't the Oscars I remember Justin Timberlake was up there with uh Mila Kunis and they come back from commercial and he's staring intently at the camera she's like Justin he goes I am Banksy and she just looks at him goes no you're not <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good for them yeah no I knew about uh I, I mean he made international headlines up when he uh, was Going and and doing art on the wall that separated uh, Israel and Palestine. Did you read about his hotel? No.
1: He has a hotel there.
0: Wait, what do you mean he owns a hotel?
1: Uh, I, I assume that he's at least part owner, but he at least decorated it. He has a hotel, all the windows of which view just the wall. That's their entire
0: view. Huh, Wait, how do you do that? That that's only one side
1: right so it's it's a small building and the only windows faced the street which is cut apart by the wall so oh and the interior is decorated by him and a few other people but it's an actual hotel that you can go to the part part of the point being that the only view is the wall
0: wow huh (laughs) i I bet they're sold out every day probably Mm. he did
1: a uh, another installation in britain a couple of years ago called dismaland which was this giant outdoor take on Disneyland. Oh, that I did hear about. Yeah, apparently lots of people went to see that. He's, it was like the biggest
0: installation perhaps ever. Wow. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I didn't know that much about him, except that nobody knew who he was. And what do you know about him now? Nobody knows who he is, or apparently people harbor guesses. Well, I gotta say, he's probably, of all the street artists they showed, he's the most imaginative. Mm -hmm. And the thing that Gets me about him versus especially about Terry. I'm going to say Terry because I know it's Thierry, but
1: well, they pronounce it Terry. Terry Terry. Guetta. Guetta. Yeah,
0: Guetta. Terry Guetta is his stuff. All looks original. You know, the images are his images. the uh, (laughs) The work looks like it's his. Well, Terry is. It's all modification of photographs or other people's pictures. And I mean, even though Shepard Fairey and his I uh, mean the stuff he did of Obama and Andre the Giant, that's you know modification of existing stuff, which that may that's probably a legitimate form of art, and it's certainly a legitimate form of the street art. But I like the fact that Banksy's all looks like his.
1: It's not he does use photographs here and there. Oh really? Um, yes, he great. does. Um, but mm. he always he always modifies them so they're doing something different. Um, mm. And you know, I don't know. The source of his photos. Like, I don't know if they're things that he took or he... I mean, some of them are obviously, like, when he's got pictures of the Queen and he's yeah. got pictures of chimps
0: and stuff, I think they are honestly are just <laughs> stock photos. It kills me that in there, at one point, he, in effect, shows on film that he was a counterfeiter. Right. Because he, he made all these ten-pound notes right, where, where he substituted the Lady Di's picture for the Queen of England. Now, technically, I'm not sure if that counts as counterfeiting,
1: well, it also says on the top, the Bank of, or I'm sorry, um, Banksy of England instead of Bank ah, of okay. England. okay. So, yeah. if you look at it, there is no way that it would be considered legal tender. Nobody would fall for it. Mm. The problem was, is nobody was looking
0: at it. Yeah, he said that they were, like, he'd hand them out, crumpled up, and people would go and spend them, and people would accept them. Yeah. So, he stopped doing it. <laughs>
1: right, because that wasn't his intent. <laughs>
0: no. He was he, trying he to he make wanted...
1: a point, and people didn't see the point, they just spent it. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, he is not even anywhere near the first person to play with money that way. Um, oh, sure. I know that both. I, th- I don't know if Warhol did it, but I know Basquiat did. Um, he actually was selling his original money on the streets of New York when he was popular, or even actually should say before he was popular, back in the late seventies.
0: Well, the Emperor Norton did that in the nineteenth century. Well, there you go. So, yeah. The funny up thing his own money.
1: Well, the, the sad thing is, is that um, people were taking the money, or he would go places and spend it. Like, hey, I made this original art this money. Would you take this for coffee or whatever? And people were do were taking it and he was getting into trouble because they're like, Well wait, is he counterfeiting? And it's like, well no. Well well you can't take this, it's not legal tender. Oh well, I can't if I want And so there was yeah. this whole confusion is like, does this count or not? So hmm. it was interesting. Speaking of which, there was a, a very brief bit of footage that referenced Basquiat. I know you uh, are
0: probably not a big Basquiat aficionado. Not really. I'm, I know the name. That's about it. I couldn't rec- I couldn't identify any any of the pieces.
1: Yeah, there was one point where they show a graffiti artist writing the word uh, "Samo" or "Samo." Or yeah, S-A-M-O. yeah. That was the tag that Basquiat used when he was a street artist, and it was short oh. for "Same Old." Beep. I can't say it, but. Um, uh. But I thought that was interesting that they, they had that filmed in there. Hmm. Um, and Shepard Fury, you actually might have come across because there was one point where he had a bunch of posters plastered up in Harvard Square.
0: Yes, I remember. I remember they, were, they weren't the Hope posters, but they were no. something. And he had a bunch of those Obey stickers around Cambridge. Yeah. So
1: apparently he... I'm trying to... No, Banksy actually came to Detroit hmm. and most of his stuff
0: was covered up or taken or whatever because...
1: You know,
0: money. I mean, it threw me also that this became such big business. I mean, that now like people were buying the buying the uh, street art as an investment.
1: Yeah, that's like, let's go ahead and take this little little side track. So when we we're when I was talking before about this being a documentary partially about street art, partially be about Banksy, and partially about Terry, there's one other thing that I think is perhaps the strongest point. Of the documentary, and that is the documentarian part of the art world. Mm-hmm. So we see people, well, we, we don't see as much of people buying anything but Terry's stuff. There's a big focus on Terry's big show at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But they talk about the fact that it is becoming a big deal. And they yeah. there's one collector, I don't remember her name, it doesn't really matter. Um, but she was obviously a wealthy, quote unquote, patron of the arts. And she had all this this art in her house and she shows it. And the interesting part is that she's talking about this and she come across oh, this is a so and so and this is a and this is a Keith Herring, although I don't really like him. And I have, I have another piece of his somewhere in a closet. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I see. So you're buying this because you think you should have it, not because you actually like it.
0: Yeah. I mean obviously she was seeing it as an investment.
1: Right. And that's the art world. And mm-hmm. so I think that that. Banksy's focusing on the big show at the end and what Terry had become was him saying look, Terry figured out that the art world is a sham cool. and that it didn't take much for somebody to f- to find that formula to figure out what that
0: was and just play to that. That did surprise me that, that he was so successful. They said in that one show he sold like a mil- over a million dollars worth of art. Right. And this was stuff, that was the other thing that surprised me. He didn't make a lot of it. Nope. He had a whole team of people churning this out. He would, like, come up with an idea and say, I don't know, you know, do this thing, give Elvis a gun instead of a guitar. And
1: To be fair, three of the best-known, most successful world artists right now do exactly the same thing. So Ooh. Damien, Damien Hurst, Jeff Koons, oh. and a Japanese artist who just had a show at the MFA, by the way, named Murakami. All do the same thing. They all have studios, and they all have people putting stuff together for them. Oh, geez! And at least in Murakami's case, this is actually something that goes back in Japanese culture. So the woodblock prints that were very popular from seventeenth century—I'm sorry, the eighteenth century—up through even the twentieth century. Yeah, like the Great Wave. Everybody yeah, knows the yeah. Great Wave. So sure. um, Hokusai, who designed that had nothing to do with the printing of it. In fact the final image, the final design that was carved into the wood blocks might itself not have even been drawn by him. Because oh. that, that's how these things were made. It was like I'm the person who comes up with the idea. I give it to my carvers and my publishers and they finalize the design. Then they decide how this is going to be broken up into what colors. Then they carve the blocks and then those blocks are sent to somebody else and they print them. And then the publisher gathers all the prints together and publishes them and sells them. Wow.
0: I had no idea.
1: Yeah. So Murakami's paintings, his works and stuff, his actual physical involvement with any given piece may range from, you know, signing his name (laughs) to actually going in there and repainting or painting some stuff. Jeff Koons, who's probably best known for giant statues of balloon animals...
0: Oh, okay. Yes, I know those. The likelihood—I know, hit... know one of them. Well, he's seen one.
1: Oh, we are not going to say that. Yes, we are. I'm not a big fan, but um, please they... don't hit us, Jeff. <laughs> what, what does he care? Millions and millions of dollars. I—the the likelihood of him, him actually working the steel or coloring the steel to uh-huh. make the final sculpture probably not. It's probably all dictated. Huh. Um, Damien, her. No, I'm way. sorry.
0: That just seems like cheating. There's a lot of discussion
1: about it in the art world, you know, and mm. is it still considered by this person if they didn't even touch it? You know, Damon Hurst, one of his most famous sculptures, I guess that's what you have to call it, is a big tank of formaldehyde with a dead shark in it.
0: Oh, yeah. I've, oddly enough, I've heard of that. Yeah. I it's amazing guess. how much you, people actually have heard of this, even though they don't know anything about art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and the, uh, the skull covered with diamonds. Everyone's heard yep. of that.
1: Yep. Same thing. Did he actually apply the diamonds to the skull? Probably not. Was that him also, Hirsch? Yes, Hirsch. Okay.
0: Hirsch, excuse me.
1: So, you know, and occasionally they'll actually do things. Like, there was one great big painting in the MFA exhibit from Murakami of a dragon, and he did it. And he did it himself, and did it, I think, in under 48 hours. And it was gigantic. It was like 60 feet long. Oof. So, occasionally he does do stuff, but a lot of it, most of it, the most popular stuff is dictated, and... That's where you look at, in this film, Banksy, Shepard Fairey, um, Spaced Invader, any of the other people, and they're all doing, even if they're taking bits and pieces from other artwork, they're putting it together themselves. And, of course, one of the big people that this all comes from is Andy Warhol, and Andy Warhol yeah. did the same thing. In fact, he yeah. was blatant about it. He called it the factory, and that's where his art came out. And how much did he touch? Perhaps nothing.
0: Wow. Huh. So... Okay, yeah, no, I can see, I guess it's condition, continuing with tradition, but I don't know, I always thought of Warhol as just gimmicky.
1: Warhol could be an entire episode. Warhol yeah. is a giant pain in the rump. Um, <laughs> he, unfortunately a lot of the way the art world works today can be traced to to Warhol. Huh. And his mucking about with it. And his basically saying, hey, look, money. And... You know, going back to your point about how all these people were buying this street art, they're buying it as an investment.
0: Yeah. Now, there's
1: some people there that was like, I think it's really cool, blah, 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 blah. The question is, is how much have they actually looked at other stuff? Because, yeah. as you said, it's very derivative. And of mm-hmm. course, the people who helped Terry get to where he was, Shepard Ferry and Banksy, both regretted the fact that they had <laughs> helped him get <laughs> to where
0: he was. Yeah, I, I, in the movie, they suggest that Shepard Ferry gets really mad when you talk, ask him about uh, theory. Yeah, uh, Banksy just seems to be like I don't know.
1: Banksy, you know, it's interesting. Whenever I see an actual interview with him, he comes off exceedingly differently than he does in his art. Because hmm. his art make, gives the impression that he's this smarmy, you know, I'm so clever and you're not. And of course, some of his stuff gets sold for large amounts of money, and then you find out that. Oh yeah, I'm actually not represented in a gallery by anybody. Like hmm. he currently like the stuff that sells for huge amounts of money, that's at auction. He doesn't get any of that.
0: What? Yeah, so most how of does, it, But it, how does he not get paid for that?
1: Because somebody else owns it. Oh. So like if it was a piece of street art that somebody took the wall down and they're selling the wall, oh, he doesn't I own see. that. Oh, or wow. you know, if he made a print and somebody bought it and now they're reselling it, he doesn't get anything of that.
0: So he's not kidding when he, during it he said it's not it's not about the money. No, cuz a lot of a lot of the stuff that gets sold for the
1: big money, he doesn't see a cent of it. Now, there's other stuff he does do. When he does put on shows and stuff does get sold, he does get money for that when he sells directly, but if it's resold, he gets nothing. Hmm. So, And there's a lot of argument about that, too. As I said, this I'm going to put out right now, this is my episode. Because I am a big oh, yeah. art nerd. I am a big art fan. I am really interested in this stuff, Max isn't. And, and I'm pretty ignorant about art. Eh, it's just that this is like my geek thing. You know, mm-hmm. This is my thing. But, but st- I thought it was interesting even if you didn't know anything about this. And I hoped that that would be the same for you. But we don't know about that yet. We'll find out later. <laughs> um, since we're talking about art, um,
0: asking you particularly... Do you think graffiti is art? Sure. I don't I don't see how it isn't. Okay.
1: I mean, it's I'm going vis- to agree with you, but...
0: It's visual representation. Some of it's very beautiful. Some of it I don't get. So, yeah, that's art. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't... It's, and it's... You know, it's not to me... The stuff that they were producing for the galleries, I could question that. But when you see somebody out there with a spray can and they're painting, or even a stencil that they created... Uh, yeah, I think that's as much art as anything. So,
1: the reason that you might question Terry's art might have to do more with
0: his appropriation. The that, partly the the appro- the fact that his it seems to be all modif- modifications of other existing stuff, and that he doesn't do it. <laughs> well, but he sits by in his wheelchair and points and, and yells in French. Yeah, I know. I, there's something. There were these images that kept coming to me. It's like, oh my god, he's turning into Tommy. Was <laughs> so, you know, Oh, you're really the, hurting me, Banksy. Ah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ba- Banksy, you are tear me apart. <laughs> there's just something about it, or the. Uh, uh, I'm also thinking, is, is this guy like Ed Wood? Does he think he's a genius, but he's actually completely incompetent? Except he's a success, so no, he's not like Ed Wood.
1: Well, I don't know if it's a persisting success, because I looked him up too, and there were a couple of shows afterwards, but it doesn't seem to be anything quite on the level of that first show.
0: Well, so- I do like that uh, one of the final shots of the movie is you know, the name of his show was life is beautiful even that is an original yeah i have and, that in my and, notes <laughs> and he spray paints it on a wall and walks away And it's obviously in a construction site and a couple of seconds later a bulldozer knocks the wall over yeah i wonder if that was uh, you know a little message there or if it was him trying to make a statement of some sort if he yeah. even had one cuz it's so odd cuz the movie starts out being about you know street art and about this lunatic who wouldn't... I, I gotta say, I, I was thinking, this guy's really ahead of his time, because, you know, this was 1999 the whole thing started. Right. And he was doing what people are doing now, which is documenting every friggin' second of their lives. Yeah, all on, on, on videotape. Yeah. on vi- Oh, God, those boxes and boxes of cassette tapes that now, you know, people will now look at and go, what are those? Yeah. How do I get Super 8 video onto... <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. One of the quick. Oh, go ahead. How is he still married? I, how his? How did his wife put up with this? Ne- I mean, I quite honestly, I think she could have divorced him on, on the grounds of never putting the damn camera down. Yeah, kind of reminds me of just- <laughs> Bat Dad. Jen, Jen, don't forget the fabric <laughs> softener. Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, hi. This is video evidence of grounds for divorce. <laughs> she should get everything.
1: I don't know, but she they're <laughs> still married. They're still married. I checked that out, too. Yep. So one of my questions, though, is who's filming him?
0: I wondered about that. Because even early it... on,
1: when they show him helping Shepard Ferry, who's mm-hmm. filming him?
0: There's obviously another, at least one of the cameraman, possibly a couple. And also, who's holding the lights? Well, the lights are usually
1: I... attached to the camera. And you can tell. Yeah, but
0: there were some from, you could tell from the shadows that they were coming from another direction.
1: Don't know. Yeah. And I wonder if that's
0: part of the stuff that fueled the it's a big prank. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it starts out being about him and I want to film. And then suddenly I don't want to film street art. I'm going to become a street artist because God knows I'm not a filmmaker. <laughs> Although I don't think he ever acknowledges that. But my God, when you, you see the clips from that, that nightmare he, he, he put together that Banksy had to re-edit, if he did, if any of that was real, Because it's terrible. It looks like every film student's, uh, you know... See, somebody put it, it was like somebody with uh, attention deficit disorder just channel flipping. Yeah,
1: and the thing is, is that I've actually seen installations in art museums that felt a lot like that. I believe it. And so, as a documentary, it was an utter failure because it did absolutely nothing to... Document literally document the making of the thought process behind and the proliferation of street art. All it did was try to make a, I guess it was about an hour and a half, an hour and a half Pokemon attack.
0: (laughs) I was watching that thing saying, how many epileptic seizures would that trigger? Lots. Many. But I could
1: easily, you know, if, if nobody said anything about it and they just had that playing in the MFA people would assume it was a real thing and it was yeah. made by somebody who considered... And to be fair, Terry considered what he was doing. He sat down and he edited and he put something together. I I don't know what his point was because the initial point <laughs> was to be documenting street art and that's not what it was. No, so, there's no
0: voiceover. There's no coherence. No,
1: without knowing what his final point was, I don't know if he was successful
0: or not because it doesn't... It's just annoying. <laughs> And that odd—he comes up with that odd street name, you know, Mister Brainwash. Yeah. That's what he calls himself. Yeah, and he tries to explain it. You know, it's everything. It is about the being brainwashed. So, but what? Even that he says everything that that the others are saying, all of their artists saying that we're all being brainwashed. So he calls himself Mister Brainwash. So even that's a product of other people, right? Uh, one one thing I was a little I thought was kind of interesting. There was of They show a whole bunch of street artists, which was my favorite part. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. We see, you know, Shepard Fairey and Space Invader and those two guys, whatever their name, the, one of them was just a number. Right. And, you know, Borf. <laughs> and there was only one woman that was swooned. Yep. She's actually, they're just, uh,
1: I've read a number of books and she pops up a lot. She does yeah. very different type of art. Well, she does similar to Shepard Fairey. She makes posters and uses paste to put them up. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. But why are there so few women? Um, The same reason there's so few women in everything else, right? Because men told them they couldn't. Um, Ah. That's changed. There are actually some very well-known spray paint street artists that are women and have characters and who have gone from street to gallery or street to clothing store. And their characters have shown up on, you know cultivated streetwear and stuff like that and that's a whole other argument where you know have these people sold out because they're showing in galleries there's a lot of people who say if you
0: go to a gallery you've sold out you're not real you're not legitimate that that was one of the shots they show in the movie somebody spray painted on the uh, on a wall banksy is a sellout yes
1: there's a lot of backlash from the street art community about banksy for various reasons not least of which is because they think he's
0: a sellout Hmm. um yeah I, i did like the fact that uh the narrator of the movie is Xenophilius Lovegood from the Harry Potter movie. Oh, was that who it was? That's Reese Ifans, Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's kind of appropriate, <laughs> although I think when all oh, I don't know, the movie was 2010, so he'd actually uh, done had he done Lovegood by mm-hmm. then? Maybe not. I think he showed show had. up to the later he... film, so maybe he did. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I doubt know. that had anything to do with anything, but. It, it, no, that is that is a good choice. Well done, Banksy Pat Pat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well he does have a very cool voice and that great Welsh accent. Yeah. I just I was like, wow, who is that? I had to go look it up. It's like, oh, who is that? I love the voice Oh my god. <laughs> it's the guy from Notting Hill. Okay.
1: <laughs> Wait, he was in Notting Hill?
0: Yeah, he's uh, Hugh he's uh, Hugh Grant's roommate. Spike. Wait, that's Spike? I believe that was Reese E. Yeah, Really?
1: I I'm going so. to doubt you.
0: <laughs> if only we Get had a lion. Some, I yeah
1: yeah grandpa if there was only some way we could look that up. Yes, um, yes,
0: if only there were some connected say interconnected network. I don't know what you're talking about cuz Yep, there he is, Recyfan Spike. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Never doubt me. Never. Two taut buttocks. <laughs> wow, so wait, Spike. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening.
1: <laughs> Spike is yeah. uh, Xenophilius Lovegood? Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, that's I learned something new.
0: <laughs> he was. He was also. He was the lizard in the the uh, Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider Man. Oh,
1: I just feel sorry for him now.
0: Well, hey, I don't. He he was uh, paid a lot. oh Oh, apparently uh deathly hallows which is i think the one he first shows up in was 2010 oh well there you go so i'm amazed he
1: could he could wrench himself away from making harry potter to do this (laughs) um wow that's cool huh learn something new every day um so sort of circling back to that life remote control that that was the name of the movie that uh terry tried to make um would you consider... I mean, as much as you could see of it, I, which is probably as much as you want to see of it, would you uh, not consider that art?
0: Oh, God. Ugh. I don't know. I wouldn't consider it a documentary. No. What, is it art? I mean, hell. And again, back to that jack that jackass Andy Warhol, he made a movie of eight hours of somebody sleeping. <laughs> That's apparently art.
1: I think there was actually one of his shorter ones, because I think Empire is a movie of 12 hours of the front of the Empire State Building.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so. I, I guess, I guess it's art. Uh, Here's
1: the, the reason I asked this, I just wanted to see your reaction, because a lot of people struggle with this, and they decide that yeah. calling it art is equal to calling it successful, and they can't get oh, over that. I don't. Uh, oh,
0: I don't think that's true. Oh yeah. People that.
1: oh that's not art. That's not art. And it's like, well, of course it's art. If somebody made it, if it was purposefully created, of course it's art. Now, is it's, it good art? Is it successful? Yeah, that's, that's a that's totally different. separate question. And I'm gonna go on and lemon say that life remote control hell, I'd rather watch remote control, the MTV game show.
0: <laughs> with our with the former soccer coach of the Cambridge School. Hey, he was my soccer coach. Ken Ober. Yeah, he was.
1: It was it was the one year he did soccer <laughs> before he went off to be famous. <laughs> Um, I guess he did stand up too, but oh well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb and say that life remote control is art. It's just
0: not what I would consider successful art. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's like, is anything that Ed Wood did art? Sure. Sure. It's just terrible.
1: <laughs> and yet still somehow entertaining. Just not in the yeah. way it was that was expected. Not
0: the way he meant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it comes back to art and intention, but yeah no I'd say yeah sure I'd say it's art
1: one of my favorite quotes of the film Banksy is, is doing his narration there and he's got his voice all garbled and he basically says well uh I sort of work in a legal grey area
0: <laughs> 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 gray area, yeah gray area vandalism isn't really a, a gray area he's breaking the law all over the place I know I could not believe he did that thing at Disneyland Yeah how I I not only did he not get caught I thought he was going to be killed Yeah I didn't I thought you couldn't sneeze at Disneyland without being without being noticed instantly but he on, on one of the rides he, he he creates an he brings an inflatable full size human doll dressed dressed in an orange jumpsuit and a black hood on his head like a prisoner at Gitmo. Right. And he climbs flipped. a fence yep. and gets it into the, you know, one of those outdoor settings that a train or something it was goes big by. Big Thunder Mountain. I've been on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and he's Andy being shut filmed down doing, the doing park. it. <laughs> yeah. And they're
1: like cuz of course they didn't know, they thought it was a real person I'm guessing at mm. first. But then, you know, Banksy's smart and he's like, "Dude, doo doo do, 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 and wanders off and is you know goes goes on the
0: rides he goes on the pirates of the caribbean but first he
1: goes to the men's room he goes to the (laughs) men's room and changes very smart and then he's like i'm gonna go on the rides oh terry oh he's not answering well i'll go on this i'll go on that and finally he gets through and terry just responds oh hi dear how are the kids and banksy's (laughs) smart enough to go i should leave the park now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that was really interesting um The thing that amazes me is that Terry got taken to the room of "We Never See You Again."
0: Yeah, I got out
1: and managed to like say, "Nope, I don't. Nope, I don't have anything." Oh, these pictures, delete. Oh oh, no, there's no evidence. So too bad.
0: (laughs) That just amazes me. They're going. They're asking him, "Do you have any pictures on this camera?" They don't seem to know how to look at the camera. Although I think they're not allowed to without a search warrant. Right.
1: Not sure that's the thing. I'm sure that Disney is very, very cognizant of its legal. Obligations and rights,
0: because yeah. But t- tell me, Disney security couldn't kill anyone they wanted and get away with it. Well, <laughs> it's the it's the mouse, man. Some of those
1: statues in uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean look kind of like yeah,
0: curiously lifelike, aren't they? No,
1: Disney, we're not saying you use corpses in your ride. Go away. I, am. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> please note that only Max has said that. Mike is blameless. Holy creature. <laughs> So, yeah, no, legal gray area. I don't think that there's probably... Well, some of his shows are probably totally legal because he, you know... Well,
0: sure, he rents the space or... We assume. uh, Yeah, that's the thing. We don't know. He might have just like, uh, oh, look, an empty warehouse. Yeah,
1: I'm willing to bet he rented the elephant because its handle and everything was there. Uh, But the the space, eh. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, one of my other favorite quotes is that... uh, And it's earlier on in the film uh, when he's shown specifically... Filming Shepard Fairy putting stuff. He says, oh, I am. A, I am like a ghost. Uh, I, I'm a ghost to these." And then he starts doing what he does, which is talking to them constantly. So yeah. he's a ghost, just a very loud, persistent
0: ghost. <laughs> yes, and as I think Shepard points out, it's like, "Okay, no, no, don't, don't stand there. Everyone can see you there." I, I need you to be quiet and I need you to stand fo- film from this direction so they can't see you. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah,
1: and of course, then the cops show up. My favorite part of that that part of the film, though, is like, so there, uh, there are a couple of people doing graffiti and he was just told, no, no, I need you across the street. Then the cops show up and Terry or whomever afterwards, maybe it was Banksy, I don't know, blocks out the faces of the graffiti writers, but not the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fact, all of the people that were... Um, if there were any cops or anything like that they were not blanked out their faces weren't pixelated which I thought was hilarious just the graffiti artists and of course made me wonder does that mean that somewhere there exists footage of all of these people unmasked including Banksy although Banksy is generally very he said to Terry you can't film me except from behind but you know Terry was obviously didn't really listen that well so somewhere hopefully now in Banksy's possession There may be, in fact, photographic evidence showing his face. Because there's been photos published of him putting up his stencils, but they're from the side, and he's wearing his hood, and you can't see him.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, the Disney thing was was a lot of fun. And I'm perfectly willing to believe it, because I think we would have heard something with Disney Mm. and him doing that. And it was a very quick statement, and the sad thing is I'm sure a lot of people didn't get it. You know, it's like, why is the train stopped? Hey, what's that guy doing over there? Damn, do I know. I wish the train (laughs) would go again. So, but that all that stuff being said, you know, we can look at Terry at the end of the film and make our own judgments as to whether he is actually an artist, a legitimate artist making legitimate art or not. But all up through that point, up until he goes off because Banksy told him to, he does actually walk the walk. He climbs those buildings, he's up on scaffolding and he's oh, yeah. he's doing everything that the artists do except actually at that point <laughs> making art. So whatever else can be said about him, he did go out and do that stuff.
0: Yeah. No, that's definitely true. He was holding the ladders, he was he was on rooftops, he was hanging off of the signs. I got to say those guys are out of their damn minds. It gets worse. It there's get, times like, when hanging off of bridges yep. and,
1: yeah, <clears throat> there's times where people are literally
0: holding people over something, yeah. like they're holding them by their ankles so they can paint. Because that's And they're also into it I mean, there was that, just a brief shot at the beginning of this guy who's doing graffiti on the underside of a bridge, and the cops show up, and they're trying to grab him, and the guy parkours his yep. way up the bridge over the bridge, and the cops are just like, uh, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, the nice thing is, is that, and I'll have to look into this, um, there are other documentaries about street art, some that are are more are considered more, um, since not sincere is not the right word, but legitimate. You know, they're they're. Yeah,
0: there's. I know there's one about Shepherd Ferry.
1: There is, but there's also one called I think it's called Style Wars that was done in mm-hmm. the seventies, because all of Ooh. this really started in the seventies. Um, I've seen a couple of documentaries myself. Um, it's very well. Go ahead. Graffiti art or street art or both.
0: Well, I mean, what's the difference? Well, to me, graffiti. Was always just uh, ink or paint on stone or on the uh, on the buildings. Um, the street art. Some of these things are like hell. Banksy like cut a phone booth in half and reassembled it, and uh, you know it seemed to be more things that were more built. The were separate entities, or like uh, Space Invader does tiles. Right, but it's still graffiti. I mean, I, I, huh? W- if you, I guess. Let's put it this
1: way. The graffiti world considers it graffiti. The The phone booth nope, is a nope. different story, but mm. the other stencil stuff that Banksy does is oh, still okay. considered graffiti, but it's also considered That's... street art. Okay, I, and the posters? Same thing. I'm going go to go onto a limb and say this is huh. one of those vase vase things. Hmm. So it depends on how hmm. much is paid for it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's uh, there's a lot of delineations that can be made there's a lot of of discussion about this in the various art worlds and that is at what point does it change from being just somebody tagging i.e putting up their name or throwing up their their identity and what point does it cross over and become something more and that's Mm -hmm. that's to me where the interesting point of graffiti as art is because this is all getting very art geeky, and I apologize to any of our listeners who have, uh, let's say, tuned out about half an hour ago, <laughs> but uh, which is most of them. But there haven't really been a lot of art movements, real movements, since Pop Art back in the seventies and eighties. Uh, oh, arguably, really? arguably sixties, seventies, and eighties. Yeah, it's like it, things just sort of spread, and it, when 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 that stuff came out, and with Warhol, and with you know now graffiti be, being considered art. The boundaries that were holding what was art in started evaporating. And so you started seeing all these other things. You started seeing a proliferation of performance art, you know, being done Mm -hmm. in museums. You started seeing installations, you know, things where they were impermanent and they only existed in that one place in time for that period of time. Uh, usually you'd see things like, you know, television sets in the shape... Well, like in Terry show, a television yeah. sets in the shape of a giant robot. That would be an installation. Yeah. No one's expected to buy that. It's not supposed to exist past the show. It then gets dismantled and thrown away. Um, stuff like this, where they started erasing boundaries. So one of the points of an art movement is to help push art forward and try to, you know, get past literally the past you know that's where the impressionists came from they were like we're tired of doing history paintings we're tired of doing religious based paintings we're tired of painting the way you want us to paint we think the modern world's a lot more interesting than that so we're going to go do this and so that Hmm. movement the impressionist movement pushed art to a new level and passed what it had done well once pop art popped up and said art's everywhere it made things a lot more difficult like well what are we railing against um uh (laughs) <laughs> what isn't art now? Um, uh, hmm.
0: Yeah, that you saw that in literature, too, in the uh, 80s, mostly the 90s. But, yeah, no, the 80s, too, with uh, deconstructionist and post-structuralism. The idea, what is that, that phrase, the French used, a, myth is, a menu is as good as a myth? No, I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah, basically it's anything is a text. Anything can have, it's... Anything can have meaning. Even
1: have... Rudy Tootie, Fresh and Fruity?
0: Even Rudy Tootie, Fresh and Fruity.
1: It depends on where you put the
0: accent. Is it
1: on like, and, or is it on it's what Tootie? You,
0: it, it's whatever you, br- what you bring to it, then that's reader response theory where the idea is it doesn't matter what the author intended or what the... Uh, the structure of it is, it's what the reader takes away from it. So if, if you find significance in it, it's significant.
1: The sorrow of man, humankind, is expressed yes. in Two Moons Over My Hammy. <laughs> 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 so yes, we're highbrow, but we also like cartoons. Yes, we do. So, yeah, so that's where... And of course, graffiti has a whole legitimacy issue, too, because the people who are saying, if you were taking your stuff off the street if you're having a show if you're signing up with adidas or nike and having your stuff appear on clothing you're no longer legitimate you're not part of this Mm. so and of course some of these people are like well i'd actually like to make money um (laughs) you know and if i can do with my art i'd kind of can i can i do that no you may not uh okay so i should just work in convenience stores for the rest of my life and steal
0: spray paint okay um, yes, well, of course, you have. it's not like you have any particular insight into graffiti. I don't the know what you're talking about. You know. I
1: never did any graffiti well, of course you past didn't. high school. <laughs> but now, to be fair, all right, so uh, I'm not admitting anything, by the way. I want that point very clear. I,
0: I have documented evidence. No, you but don't, that's okay. but I do. No, totally not. No, don't. you
1: don't. No pictures. <laughs> so nobody actually saw me do it. Uh, do anything because I didn't do anything, right? Anyway, uh, the graffiti that I may or may not have been a part of was, shall we say, about as far removed from the graffiti in this film as is physically possible.
0: Well, that's true. This was all text-based.
1: Yeah, well, that. Well, I mean, a lot of graffiti is text-based. The thing is, is that what we were doing was ba- basically coming up with message boards and trolling about a decade before they ever showed up. Um, we would just sit there and insult each other on the walls of the bathrooms in our high school. Or I should say, people did this. Other other people did this. And I was a fan of it. I uh,
0: would read it and, and, and keep track of it, but I didn't. Yes, but you also have to remember, it wasn't just that you guys were insulting each other. The challenge was you had to do it in, this, in these often very voluble and eloquent ways. It wasn't just, you suck. No, you suck. I still remember, and I hope I can say this on ours, one of my favorites from the legendary spelling corrector who referred to someone as you badger-humping, warthog-romanticizing, putrefying mound of Doberman phlegm. Um, I'm trying
1: to think if I need to beep that or not. And <laughs> to be fair, the person we're talking about, the spelling corrector,
0: was had an exceedingly good vocabulary. And I'm Yeah, but a lot of them did. Well, a lot of you guys, uh, sorry, those guys did. <laughs> Oh God that does this make me the Terry figure because I was also the one who documented a lot of it. That's true. I I, in, I found out who a bunch of the graffiti people were and I would interview them for the newspaper which
1: meant of course that Max spent a lot of times in men's rooms.
0: It, you, well yeah but that was just a happy coincidence. Um, happy?
1: <laughs> I want to go to the men's room and I need a reason other than the obvious. I know.
0: Yeah yes I also ended up in the vice principal's office a fair amount where they were trying to get me to say who were these people were.
1: It's it's interesting. Nobody ever guessed that I might be part of this because I did. Mm-hmm. I, I use the restroom a lot. Maybe he's just diabetic. <laughs> um, yeah, I was never confronted by uh, anybody. Mm. And uh, mm. but yeah, so I. I, I mean, I.
0: It, regardless, what this brings to is Mike has a particular insight into the, into graffiti art.
1: Eh, I mean, <laughs> what were the dangers? Oh, one another student might walk in. It's not the same as the cops. I mean, I suppose I could have gotten into
0: Yeah, trouble. you were technically, or, or uh, they were technically <laughs> defacing school property. You could have gotten expelled. They could have gotten expelled. <laughs>
1: We're doing such a good job of this and, and pretending keeping, that I had yep, nothing yep. to do with it.
0: I, I am keeping your Banksy esque uh, identity hidden. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I'll never say <laughs> who I might have been. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or whom. Oh, that, what's the plural of who? Whose uh, I might have been. <laughs> Two youths. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I did that. I didn't go out actually outside and do it. So I don't consider myself an actual graffiti artist or having ever been mm-hmm. a graffiti artist. It's not the same. Especially when we're sitting there just insulting each other. Admittedly, in in fairly Pythonian manner. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. And if you misspelled a word, what a field day, everybody would find out and you would have your little statement would be circled by people with arrows and, oh my word, the invective was just horrible. Um, it was a
0: surprisingly erudite bunch of vandals. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and to be fair, I was not in any way on the first wave. There were there were two people in particular that were really on the front wave. Um, it, arguably yeah, well, we, a third. We could do
0: a whole episode about this. Yeah, but we're not going to. But, but yeah, my eye no, inside in
1: no. graffiti. I guess I I never think about it, mm-hmm. but it's like I guess I always have had an interesting graffiti. Um, mm-hmm. although I just you know, I didn't think about it that way, and it was certainly wasn't art. Um, but yeah i i i i I do now i'm doing comics that involve graffiti and i worry at some point that if anybody actually reads them or if anybody in the graffiti world wherever read them they might say well you're not really an artist so how can you talk about this which you know is a whole bs statement anyway so yeah it's like oh unless you've experienced it you can't write about it it's like well okay (laughs) anyway um i'm trying to think there was oh there's one other quote i'd like to talk about and i think we can then move slam Face first, right into the roundup. but and that was actually Ow. from Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, and Terry, at one point, uh, he, he's broken his foot. And he's on drugs. Pain-killing drugs. Because he's going to need an operation. He Apparently, he, he fractured badly a bone uh, deep in his foot. Mm. Uh, putting up a poster, as a matter of fact. And it was actually a poster to promote his show. But he has this moment of clarity. And it's filmed. And it's wonderful. Because at that point... He realizes, I know nothing. I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm doing. This isn't going to happen. I'm not an artist. It's just nothing. But then, thankfully, the drugs wear off or kick in or whatever, and he goes back to being, you know, himself which is Mr. Brainwash, Mr. Brainwash, which, yeah. Mm. So my feeling, and I don't know this because I haven't been able to look it up, but my feeling is that a lot of the people who bought the art at the show were in fact speculating and that the art has not continued to go up in value. That's my feeling. But do you know that? I don't, but that's my feeling. Yeah. Huh. Um, partially because I don't see his name popping up anywhere and I read art blogs and stuff. So people like to be in on the ground floor of things. And Banksy's played with that too, because at one point he had an old man sitting as a street seller in New York City selling actual handmade Banksy paintings for sixty bucks each. And apparently the old man was it's just an old guy sitting there eating his lunch and whatever. It took till four o'clock before anybody bought one at all. And one of Maybe they
0: didn't think it was real.
1: Well, that's the thing, and he was just like, Let's see what happens if I go to sell this work directly on the street. And as it turns out later, of course, some of those were sold for tens of thousands of dollars, but wow. but most people just ignored it because they weren't looking at the art. They didn't. They, they now see it as oh, it's Banksy, so it's worth something. They weren't just looking at the picture. And to be fair, I don't. I didn't have any visual representations of what those particular pictures were. Maybe they were lousy. I don't know, but I doubt it. So, hmm. any other comments on the uh, film before we uh, lasso the roundup portion? No, no, I think we covered it all. Then I'd say let's mosey on down to the roundup. Yeehaw!
0: The roundup. And here we are. Max! That hardly hurt at all, (laughs) yes? I'll have to try harder next time. (coughs) Mm. Did you like the movie? I did. I thought it was fascinating. It's confusing because of the way the focus shifts, and there is all through it this sense of, is this real? Yeah. Are they just messing with me? Is this another thing of, ha-ha, look at you stupid non-artists, you don't get it? But I I, I wanted it to be a little more about Banksy, because he was friggin' fascinating. And he doesn't think he is. God. But his stuff is, I mean, it's so imaginative and so transgressive and so out there. hmm I wanted more about him but I thought it was and I, I would have liked to see more more artists I mean there were so many and they just they, I guess they couldn't cover all of them in that time but no I really liked it I would definitely recommend people see it and I would see it again to see if I can you know get more of a handle on it
1: I think it's awesome because I know going into this you were not somebody who really considered graffiti one way or the other
0: not much cool I mean I see it to me it's just background noise visual background noise in the city
1: yeah Um, We also bring up a very interesting point, and this is another art geek moment, so if people want to fast forward, I'll I'll get it. And that's when you said (laughs) the legitimacy of the documentary, am I being fooled? And I've talked with other Mm -hmm. my artist friends, because to me, this is where a lot of, especially what's considered modern art, so we're talking like 40s and 50s, post-war, you know, Jackson Pollock, Mm -hmm. um, people like that. And I think a lot of the reason that people don't accept that, or they make those comments, well, my kid could do it, which they can't, is... They're worried that somebody's trying to make them look foolish and that it's just people trying to make money off the least amount of effort or not having thought about it or, you know, suffered over it or whatever. And especially as art got more and more minimal towards the 70s and you get these paintings that were just lines, you know, painted on, on a canvas or a big block of color, I think a lot of the reasons that people will just dismiss it. Are the same reasons you're wondering about this film like, is like if somebody I, I don't want to f- take this too seriously because I don't want to be made to look like a fool. Mm. So there's there's whole that whole part of this as well. And so for me there's a lot of depth to this. Obviously I like this film. Um, I've now seen it twice and I it makes me laugh. I'm interested in the was like you. I am glad that there are are other documentary so we can see more about these people because yeah there's a certain chunk of time that's just lost you know the art itself is lost it's it's expected to be transient right yeah. ephemeral it's not no one expects it to last now there is etiquette where you're not supposed to paint over the other people but of course other people come around you know store owners and whatever city people you yeah. know whitewash over it or something <laughs> i remember at one particular point speaking of my uh supposed past career um one of the ways the the school decided that they were going to try and thwart us was to not repaint the walls. And we were really... I'm sorry, the graffiti artists were really uptight because they had nowhere to write. And they were like, when are they going to paint the walls? Why? Because it was floor to ceiling. Like, they had painted all the way down to the level of the floor and as high as it could be reached. And it was yep. like there was nowhere to write. And it was like, it was weeks and weeks. And then finally, I think there was a spring bake and we came back and... They had repainted the walls. It was like, ah, and I think the first piece that went up there, one of the boarding students, I'm sure, I don't know for sure, because who could they be, had no, written, no. it's like, you know, finally, you know, they'd written something like that up there. But, um, yeah. So, yes, I, I, I think yeah. it's worth seeing a couple of times to, to glean more stuff out. If you're interested in the art world at all, even if you're not interested in graffiti, I recommend it. And Max has pointed out that even if you're not interested in graffiti, and, or even art in general, you might find yeah. something
0: interesting about it. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) The fact that Shepard Ferry, a known vandal, is just there in the middle of Kinko's, you know, spewing these pieces of paper out and gluing them together on the floor in the middle of the day, and no one's paying. For the
0: Kinko's guys, are like, okay, hey, dude. (laughs) As long as I don't have to get my manager, it's fine. Yeah. So,
1: so that that's our take on it. So, exit through the gift shop. A good documentary? Mm -hmm. Is it a documentary? Is it art? Is the stuff in it art? That's up to you to decide, but Max and I think think it's worth seeing. We do. And now, hey. We end. <laughs> yes, the homework we never do. But this time, yep. we're going to end the show really well. We're not just yes. going
0: to... Oh, right, right. Har, har, har. <laughs> <laughs> well, Max. Yes, we're going to end the show soprano style, simply cutting to silence.
1: Oh, you're oh, not going to focus on the head of a horse or something? Oh, no, that's, that's no, Godfather.
0: No, no. That was Godfather, okay. yeah. All right.
1: So, okay. for another episode of Max Mike Movies, this is Mike Luce. And Max Levine. Saying, we'll see you. Uh,
0: where are we going to see them? Well, we probably aren't. Oh, that's but right. We'll see you in our dreams. Uh, that's creepy.
1: <laughs> Good night, everybody. I,
0: we watch you while you sleep. He's lying.
1: Look out for the clowns.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye. For those who like to watch ahead, next week, Max and Mike will be discussing the movie Her. Want to contact us? You can find our episodes online at MaxMikeMovies.com or follow our Twitter feed at MaxMikeMovies.
0: This has been a co production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.